Hey, everybody. I'm John Dwoskin, an executive advisor and business coach. I work with successful business people who are stuck and want to take their company to the next level. Today, though, get ready to grow your business big, very big. In just a few seconds, you'll meet a dynamic business owner, executive, or salesperson willing to share the best practices that fuel their growth and success. Each interview is no more than 15-ish minutes long, so you can quickly learn effective tools to put into your business today. Please listen with new ears, and let's get to learning, let's get to growing, and let's get to thinking big. Hey, everybody. Welcome back, and thanks for taking time to listen to this episode of the Think Big Movement podcast. I appreciate it. Today, I'm really excited about our guest, Brian Rasnick, who's a partner at the Jaffe Law Firm in Southfield, Michigan. He is one of the best real estate attorneys in the country, in my humble opinion. And uh, I'm excited to have him on as a guest today. Brian, tell us about your business, fill in the gaps, and let's take the conversation from there. Sure, John. Uh, thanks for having me on. Um, I'm really excited to be here. I've been at Jaffe for my entire career, about 20 years now. Uh, I'm on the executive committee of our firm. We're about 120 law- lawyers. Um, so in addition to practicing, I also help oversee the entire firm. Uh, I started in real estate. A friend of mine decided to buy a, a commercial building. He contacted me out of the blue. I've been practicing six months. Uh, and we kind of figured out how to acquire a property together. And ever since then, I've been doing uh, real estate finance, acquisition, disposition, leasing, um, and anything that goes along with commercial real estate. Uh, Although I'm based in Michigan, 80% of my practice actually takes place across the country. Um, I uh, feel that my services uh, are recognized throughout the country due to the level of sophistication at which I practice, but charging local Michigan rates, you know, we're much cheaper than the New York, Illinois, even markets. Let's talk for a minute about the sophistication. And, you know, I think it's so, um, I think it's sometimes uh, too common that people try to play their own attorney when really most legal issues to me, and I'm not an attorney, I actually walked out of my LSATs, but um, after taking the Princeton review, but they don't view things as sophisticated, I think, as they should. So, and I know you do things on a very high level, and but talk a little bit about the the sophistication, like how how should potential clients of yours or your current clients be looking at any transaction to the level of how sophisticated they should be thinking about it. Well, I think for most people, everyone, not, not everyone, but many people have had experience of buying a residential um, property, uh, you know, their single home. And they, for the predominantly 80% of those people, probably 90% don't get attorneys involved. And most of the time, it's not an issue, but... Every, you know, every so often somebody has a problem with a house they bought and they forget, you know, they go back to the contract and it doesn't protect them. So that's how you think about when you're getting into the commercial field. Anything you do, you know, seven, 
eight times out of 10, if you didn't do it with an attorney or use an attorney, you may be okay. But it's those, you know, 33 out of 10 times where you want someone there to protect you and make sure that you're addressing all the issues. You want to make sure that when you borrow money from a bank, they can't come back and sue you on things that you weren't aware of. You want to make sure that if you put up money as a deposit to buy a building, that you can get it back on certain conditions. Uh, there's so many pitfalls when a real estate uh, party who's not sophisticated goes up against a sophisticated real estate person who has an attorney. And if you're not protected, you know, that's when you can get burned. So my primary job when I represent anybody is to make sure they're protected uh, and that they're getting the benefit of the bargain that they thought they were getting. Cause there's so many, you know, now an average real estate purchase agreement for a building probably averages 50 to 60 pages. So there, there's so many things that can be buried in the document that you need somebody who does this every day to tell you, you know, what you need to do to address the concerns. You know, having been in the real estate business in, in a past life of mine for over a decade, it's, it's, a, it's amazing that, um, you know, when people are looking at deals and underwriting deals, their real estate people are always looking at the the projections and forecasts of of most any deal, but sometimes they don't maybe put as much stock into forecasting and projecting the potential unknowns, which is why they need to spend the money and the extra money on attorneys reading and reviewing and protecting them in the forty, fifty, sixty, seventy page document, and it's an investment, not an expense. So and. Yeah, yeah. It should be looked at as the cost of the deal. Correct. I mean, just like, just like when you buy, or just as you know, in the broker, the broker is going to get a commission, which uh, traditionally is significantly more than what an attorney's paid for reviewing the document. And you know, yes, the broker adds value by finding you the property, but you know. An attorney adds value by making sure that you don't have any pitfalls once you go for, forward with the deal. Right. I mean, it's it's so it's so critical, and uh, it's uh, it's great that uh, that you're there to protect them because uh, you're you're the most one of the most important people on the team at that point. Let me ask you a question, Brian. Just switching gears for a minute. You know, you are a partner at Jaffe. Uh, one of the top people at uh, the law firm and overseeing a law firm is not an easy feat, especially when you're growing your own book of business. And I always say that, you know, business is easy, but people make it really difficult. So could talk a little bit about, uh, you know, the, the, you know, the, you know, overseeing and, uh, you know, helping to oversee the firm while also growing your book of business. I mean, that's a lot of different hats to wear, you know, so what's the, what's the secret recipe that works for you? So when I first started, I, 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 had, I had the walk of developing a tremendous book of business at a young age. But one of the reasons early on my book didn't accelerate as quickly as it could have was I was micromanaging every aspect of every transaction that I did. So one of the uh, biggest things that I learned early on was that I needed to delegate my work to other attorneys within the firm. And to do that, I had to 
trust those attorneys. And so I spent a lot of time training a lot of people to make sure that I could hand off different parts of transactions so that I could increase my total uh, book of business. And once I got, and I, I actually uh, learned that from one of those, at the time, one of the more senior partners at the firm. And once I did that, my uh, book of business really went to the next level. And it also enabled me uh, to get more actively involved in firm management and to try to make a difference for, for the overall firm. Uh, so, you know, it's a fine balance, but as the firm gets bigger and stronger and we continue to hire terrific people and retain the people we already have, it, it's a win. It's a, you know, it's a win-win for all parties because not only do I personally benefit, but uh, you know, the, the, the whole is greater than its parts. So, you know, um, I love what you're saying right there because um, it's an obstacle that I think uh, too many people fall into when they're with a company and it's growing because the bigger the company gets, you can't touch everything. So you have to become a better delegator and you and you have to trust your team. And it's one thing to have somebody give you the feedback and, and give you the guidance. It's another thing to let go and really implement and live that um, and, and, and let go of stuff. So what was the bridge like for you to do that? How quickly did you implement that? Because to me, I think people who are listening could really grow from that piece of advice because it is, it is huge. Well, I guess what I would say is I took baby steps <laughs> first. <laughs> well, I, first I, it, it, you know, it was a culmination because first I had one individual that I started bringing in to help me. He would sit on the conference calls when we would negotiate a purchase agreement. I would give him my handwritten comments to the agreement so that he could mark, mark it up. And by doing that, you know, it's the karate kid way of learning. He would learn how to negotiate on his own. And as he got after, I'd say it was probably about a three to six month process. And then I gave him, a less sophisticated deal to do on his own. And, you know, obviously I still pay attention and he did a terrific job. And then he started training other people to help him. And I brought in somebody else. And before you knew it, I had, you know, you know, there's four to five people working directly for me, but they have, you know, two to three people each working for them. So I built up a pyramid, if you will. Okay. Good. And, Not to say that I'm still not involved in paying attention to everything, because that's not the case either. I I think to be successful, you have to always keep your organization. Um, I think... uh, Not to be cliche. No, no, I know what you mean, but I think it's important what you talk about as far as taking baby steps and allowing yourself to... Um, wean off of the kind of the micromanagement mindset and give yourself, you know, three months, six months, whatever it takes, but start the process and be committed to the process because you know the result will benefit not only you, but the people that work for you and with you. So kudos to you for for making that happen uh, because it makes life a lot easier and more fun for you as well. 
Uh, Brian, um, you know, if there was if there was one additional piece in these last couple of minutes we have together of advice that you wanted to share with someone, whether it's a, a book, a podcast, a piece of advice, an article you've ever read, you know, what what would that be? Well, um, the th- the thing that I would say is the, and I say it often, the key to success. There's only two words: hard work. <laughs> um, and I read that. Uh, book by Phil Knight, Shoe Dog, recently actually, and you know, the guy founded Nike. And if you really read his book, it shows you that to get to the top, you know, even he's at the pinnacle of a successful company. But from day one, he was willing to do whatever it took to be a success. And I think that's what you know the younger generation needs to remember, especially that to be successful, there, there's no substitute for hard work. Hi, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I, uh, I've shared this before, but when I um, got into the real estate business, um, I remember calling uh, Rick Agri, who you and I both know, and I said to him, hey, Rick, I'm sure. in the real estate business. He was in the real estate business, still is in the real estate business. I said, you know, I'm in the real estate business. Any advice on how to grow my real estate business? And he said to me, one piece of advice, John, just show up every day. And and what he was saying was the same thing. Show up every day, work hard, and uh, and and you'll grow your business. And uh, I did what he said. Um, I probably would have done it if he if I didn't call him, but it it stuck with me. And this is now 15 years later, uh, and uh, and and it was just a great reminder to just show up and just work hard. So I uh, I, I love that I love that advice because it's so simple, but it's it's so true. Uh, Brian, tell people how they can get a hold of you and um, uh, give me your name, your number. Uh, well, they know your name, Brian Rasnick, but give me your number, your website, your email, and um, so people can okay, get in great. touch. Uh, my number is 248-727-1442, and my email is B as in Brian, R-A-Z-N-I-C-K, at jaffylaw.com. J-A-F-F-E-Law.com, and our website, you can find it under Jaffe. Well, great. Well, pretty quickly. Well, I, uh, you know, I, I, I know what a great human being you are. I know what an outstanding real estate attorney you are uh, 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 firsthand and by your reputation. I know many people who do work with you, and kudos to you for just doing impeccable work. And, uh, you know, for those who are listening who need a real estate attorney, uh, give Brian a call. And Brian, I'm really appreciative and grateful that you were on the call to share some of your best practices and advice and wisdom. Thank you very much. Oh, and John, thank you for all you do for my clients. I yeah. appreciate that too. Yeah, my pleasure. So, Have a good rest of the right. day and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay, take care. All right, thanks, Brian. Thank you for listening to the Think Big Movement podcast. For show notes and links to anything we talked about, please visit johndwaskin.com. For additional best business practices, you may enjoy my latest book, The Think Big Movement. Grow your business big, very big. Lastly, if you want to talk to me about advising and coaching your business, please email me, john at johndwaskin.com. Text or call me at 248-535-7796. Have an amazing day, an amazing week, and as always, think big. I got some pictures on.